what they know about them Texas boys. You're listening to the most dangerous show in Texas, Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, it is now Fight Night. Welcome to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm your host, Eddie Cross. You can find me on Twitter at Eddie Experience, one E in the middle. And joining me as always, he lives in a place where he obviously hates other people, Mr. Jordan Wahlberger. Jordan, tell the folks we are in the Fight Night Northwest Studios, a.k.a. your study, in the middle of nowhere. I think I may have run over a coyote on the way in here. Where am I? And it's not that far. Let's be honest. We are we are in we're in Leander. Are we in Leander? We're in Leander. Outside Leander. I mean, it's really weird how we're in Leander because you know you would think we're either in Cedar Park or Jonestown, mm-hmm. but we're technically. Uh, I get mail from the Leander mailbox, okay, uh, post office. I have a Leander address, and uh, so yeah. technically, I live in Leander. I'm debating that part. So no, and, and it's not actually not that far off. It's not that far away. Uh, it's, you know, there's, there's a QT right around the corner. It just feels far away, especially in the dark. In the dark. Well, I mean. It feels every, like the beginning of a horror movie. What? Have you seen Get Out? No, I haven't. <laughs> what? I don't want to see it now because I, that's where I, I don't want to ruin the place where I live. <laughs> well, it won't be. It doesn't look like where you live, but the feeling. Okay. All right. Feeling. Well, Eddie, it's great to see you. It's great to see you actually in person. In person. Eddie is here with me. I don't know the last time that I saw Eddie in person. Uh, it's been UFC. It, San, no, you didn't go to San Antonio. It's pro, it probably has to be UFC Austin. Maybe UFC. I mean, over a year yeah. that I've seen Josh Eddie Emmett. in person. Uh, Josh Emmett, Calvin Cater, uh, guys. You can follow us at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can follow me at uh, Nonstop MMA. You can follow Eddie at Eddie Experience One E in the middle. We are talking International Fight Week. We are talking uh, Holly Holm versus Maria Buena Silva. That's going to be exciting. And, uh, and Eddie, we're, we're here. We, we are live and in person. We are here, and we don't know how long we'll be here, but we're here, man. Yes, we are here. So uh, I had a good week, man. It was obviously we had 4th of July. We, we just talked a few days ago about the, the 4th of July plans. You, who doesn't like fireworks, did, did you see any? No, I heard them. Okay. The only fireworks, oh, I saw some when I was driving. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see any on purpose. We did. We, we went up to Georgetown. We had a great time. Uh, lovely fireworks show. It was fantastic. Uh, and then on Friday night, actually, we went and saw my wife and I went and saw Blink One Eighty Two at uh, at the Moody Center. I sent you yeah. a picture. You tried to compare them to Three Eleven. Uh, not well, I cool. Said, I said they can't compare, I mean, but you know it looks like a fun concert. It was fun. It was a, it know? was a lot of fun. I mean, it took me right back to my senior year in high school. Yeah, man, that was a long time ago. We were all those grays. We were both singing along, and uh, it, it was fantastic. Well, that's cool. Have you seen the movie Outlaws on Netflix? I have not seen Outlaws. You need to. There's a great uh, Blink-182 angle in the okay. movie. Yeah. Interesting. Watch that. Um, is, there any, is there any movies with 311 angles? Yeah, plenty. Can you name one? It was a Marvel movie. Uh, what's the one with the uh, Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel? There's yes. a 311 angle? Yes. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I'll have to take your word for that one. So, Anyways, um, speaking of high school... I went back to my hometown on Tuesday on the 4th of July. That's right. To see my buddy Clay. Um, and man, that place has changed. When I tell you Quero has grown by about 33%, that sounds huge, but it's only like 2,000 people. But 2,000 people more. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Went from like 6,500 to like 88,000 something. But yeah, there's fancy parts of Quero now. I mean, let's not. I mean, do you have a stop sign? Uh, we, got like, we got like four. 
Four stoplights. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. They moved the McDonald's, but the dollhouse is gone, so that's a it evens out. The HEB is huge. They have an HEB in Quero. We've always had an HEB. Okay. Oh, we don't have like an HEB in like Lago Vista here. But there's an HEB and a Brookshire Brothers. There's two grocery stores. Okay. I'm like, what? Who do we think we are? And in front of the HEB, Jordan, there's this huge turkey statue. Which I meant to show you. Because you guys are the gobblers. That's right. The Quero gobblers. There you go. Yeah, look at that. Big turkey. Yeah. Um, there's like fancy subdivisions. I'm like, this was a field when I was growing up. There's just an empty field. Nothing. There were cows here. Now there's like actual nice places to live. The high school, fancy. Wow. The elementary school, bigger than the high school was when I was there. Really? I'm like, what is this? I, I don't know. Oh, don't, don't get me started on the stadium. Okay, just... How many people can sit at the stadium in Cuero? Oh, I have no clue. Lots, though. The whole town. Okay. <laughs> All 6,500 are there? 85 to 88 now. Okay, okay thank yeah. you. There yeah. you go. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. But then, so this weekend, so last weekend, so you want to see the uh, Astros play the Rangers? Yes. They won the series, lost the game I went to, so maybe I'm bad luck. Who knows? You, you are. Yeah. Uh, hey, your, your marriage is still going, so not thank that you. bad. Um, so then, so Arlington, Cuero, and this past weekend, boys' trip to Port A. Nice. Yeah, so me, Victor, and Fouad uh, took off down to Port A. You know, um, sat around on the beach all Saturday afternoon, went and checked into the hotel. Turns out Red Roof, I thought Red Roof was a decent place. Kind of on par with, like, La Quinta or something. No. That, that's where your fault is, thinking that La Quinta is nice, too. Decent, you okay. know. I, I thought it was decent. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to go with the Omni again. You're you not know? going to the Ritz over here. Yeah, it's it's Corpus, man. Come on, you know. But yeah, crap hotel. The <laughs> the first room we go into, I'm like, they didn't clean this for crap, dude. They just made the beds and put in fresh towels. There's like used. There's like old food on the floor. Okay, they're like, dude, Eddie, we're out of here. You and I just had a conversation about this. Like a month ago, yes. talking about you're, you're at a point in your life where you don't have to stay in Red Roof Inns. This one wasn't my fault, okay? This one, sorry, buddy, but I'm blaming this on Victor. I tried to get him to switch hotels, but the original hotel we had <laughs> somehow doesn't exist. He booked it through this uh, employee, uh, employee discount thing that he has. He books the hotel, and some reason on Friday, he decides to double check it, you know, just confirm, and it doesn't exist anymore. It's, it's shut down. So he's all frantic. We're trying to find a place. He picks this spot. And while I'm looking at it, like he's already, he's already taken off because he's upset and just wants to get over with. And I'm texting him like, wait, don't do that one. Do this one instead. He's like, oh, too late. Already Red roof it. in. Yeah. I'm like, uh, all right. We'll manage. All right. Um, second room was much better. All right. Well, I'm okay. glad you're back. I'm glad you yeah. made it. Uh, I hope you don't have any bed bugs or anything else that you've brought to my house. Uh, I don't think so. I'm not itching, but I do stink. Yeah. Because I'm straight from the beach. Like, we left the beach, got in the truck, started rolling. Um, yeah. I stopped off just long enough to grab my headphones. Didn't even turn off the car. All right. Well. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you made it. Maybe that's why your dog's barking at me, because I stink. Maybe. That, that could be it. You know. Uh, now it's time, though, Eddie. Let's uh, talk UFC 290. Where, where did you watch it in, uh, in Port A? Uh, Dave and Buster's. Okay. They have Dave yeah. and Buster's in Port A, too? Oh, and Corpus Christi. Okay. Yeah. Um, funny thing is, we made a reservation uh, just to make sure we got a seat, because I knew it's a big deal. Wasn't that busy, first off. 
But secondly, they ask you, like, what kind of uh, occasion is this? You know, birthday, anniversaries, just special occasion or something. You know what I put? Special occasion. International Fight Week. That's a special occasion. And this, Jordan, was a special card. And it lived up to it, right? It was an incredible fight card, Eddie. Four sub-minute finishes on the fight card. Uh, so far, easily the event of the year. And it possibly had the fight of the year on the card as well. Oh, my God. Poor Brandon Moreno. I know. That was, that was a bummer. Not really for me because I picked uh, Pantoja to win that one. So yeah. it's, uh, it, that's, it's so good for me. But let's get into it first. Let's talk main event. Yeah. Alexander Volkanovsky. Let's start there because this won't take long. Defeats Yard Rodriguez. Uh, third round TKO. Eddie, last week I told you, and you questioned me. I told you it was going to be light work. And that's exactly what it was. I did say that. And then you questioned me. And you're like, what? I'm questioning you again. I didn't say that. I did because you you didn't believe me. And I I talked about how a minus 400 favorite, that's that's a big deal. I thought it was going to be an easy fight for a Volk. And it really, it was. I mean, he had eight, I think he he had seven takedowns, three in the first, three in the second, uh, then one in the third. He controlled him for over half the fight. In the first round, Yair only landed, I think, 10 shots that whole first round. And, And obviously, I know that Yair, he has potential. He can be dangerous. Even Volk talked about it after the fight that, you know, there was some nerves going into the fight because we know that Yair can be dangerous, Mm -hmm. but he was well-prepared. What I said, as soon as like, like the middle of the first round, I'm like, dude, they got a great game plan. And there are people on Twitter calling him uh, what? Like Volkamagomedov. Yeah. I mean, because we talked about the unpredictability of Yair's striking and the way to counter that is to make him predictable. To stop, to stop him from actually throwing strikes. And to do that, you put him on his back. And with Volk being so strong for his size, the takedowns came kind of easily. And he really, really controlled the fight. And, you know, he took Yair completely out of his game. Yeah, he landed. You know, Yair did land a few good shots in the, uh, in the third round. They mm-hmm. definitely connected, right? Uh, but then, la- you know, Volk landed that, uh, that right hook, scooped him up and dropped him, and then just rained down punches to finish the fight. Oh, that last great takedown was pure. That was awesome. awesome. It, it was a really like, great oh takedown. Uh, I felt sorry for Yair. I mean, no time, Eddie, was I worried for Volk in no. this fight. No. Uh, I mean, he did catch, but he really shows, like, he is the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world. Yeah, and I don't care what John Jones says. It's Volk. Yeah. You know, John Jones had one fight for, like, what, two and a half minutes in three years? And he got the SB for it. You see that? The what? The SB for best fighter. He won it. They announced it John on, the, uh, on the fight card. Yeah, John really? Jones beat everyone. Those two and a half minutes. Star power, man. Star power. Go. It should have gone to Leon. Yeah, I mean, Leon you know, also had a... Uh, well, hopefully he does some more. Well, I wonder what, what's the... Uh, is it from July to July? He did have two wins in that, if that's the case. Yeah. Uh, so what do we do? Right. We have Volk. We, we think he's the pound for pound best fighter in the world. What do we do with him next? You know, there's so much talk about him going up to lightweight. And you know me. I like it when people just are king of their mountain. I want to see him reign over featherweight for the next couple of years. I want to see Tapuria next. And then whoever is, uh, is coming up, I want to see him just like go down and just chop them all down. Yeah, I mean. But so many people want to see him go, go up to lightweight. I'm like, listen, I know how strong he is, but he is also, he's small for a featherweight, okay? You get him up to lightweight, going up, up against bigger guys. We saw how that worked for Max. We saw how it worked for Volk the first time. And you go to go up against uh, like better strikers than than Magomedov or um, Makachev. Yeah, sorry. Um, stay at featherweight. Rule your roost. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, and and I like Tapuria too. But the problem is, it's only Tapuria. 
if you look at the top 10 right now, there's not many options. Uh, Max Holloway is fighting Korean Zombie. If Max Holloway beats Korean Zombie, that puts him right Win. there. He's number one, right? Mm -hmm. They're not putting that Matt fight for a fourth time. No. Volk has already beat him three times. But you, then you go down the uh, the rankings, right? You've got, uh, you got Yair, obviously. That's not happening again anytime soon. you got Ortega. Um, he just lost. He, came, he lost to Volk, and then he lost to... Um, who, who did he lose to after that? Uh, was, was it Holloway? Um, then you have Arnold Allen. He just lost to Holloway. Excuse me, that's who it was. Then you have Ilya. Okay. I, which Ilya's the right person there. But then you have Josh Emmett. Josh just, just lost, lost to, you know, he just lost. Calvin so, Cater's yeah, yeah, right yeah. behind him. He's lost two in a row to, to Allen and to Josh Emmett. Then you have Korean Zombie, who he just, obviously, he'll, he'll have lost to Max Holloway, or he have just lost to Volk. Then you got Giga, who's just coming off of a loss to Calvin Cater. Good Lord, man. And then the number 10th person is Mosar Evloev. And he's 10th. He's 17-0. But his best win is over Dan Ige. And he was supposed to fight Bryce Mitchell. He was supposed to fight some other people. That fight has fallen through. I would like to see a little bit more out of Mosar before he does that. So he really has cleaned out the division until after Ilya Tapuria. Hear me out. What if the zombie beats Max? Did you not remember the fight that just happened with Volk and Zombie? <laughs> no. It was not good. Yeah. That's the yeah. problem. Is but he, if he beats Max? Who, who cares? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm reaching, Wait, man. I'm so reaching. if he beats Max, the guy who Volk beat three times? Yeah, I'm reaching. I, I, I know. No, that's the problem is it does need to be Tapuria. They did have like an impromptu face-off mm -hmm. after the fight. And I like Tapuria. I think Tapuria is a monster, right? I think, he's, I think he's really good. Yeah. I don't think he's better than Volk. No. And... But it does make you think, like, what about Volk moving up? Because we've got an issue. We know that Islam Makachev is going to fight in Abu Dhabi. Mm -hmm. We would think that it's going to be Charles Oliveira. He's earned it. You would. But Charles Oliveira told the media this week that he will not be ready to fight in October in Abu Dhabi against Islam. Mm -hmm. The UFC is not going to wait for Charles Oliveira. No, they're not. And if you think about it, October, could you put the BMF champion in there you could dustin poirier versus justin gaethje mm -hmm. depends on how how beat up they get but it, it's a bmf fight you should be beat up yeah right exactly. you, you shouldn't be able to fight that quickly and you go down the rankings it's there's not a lot of great options if you're the ufc at that point but you got to remember didn't uh volk say that he had to have arm surgery he you know he said that he has to have to have a surgery but dana white was talking about it that's like a scope it's just a little a cleanup that it's not going to be as intense or big as the issue it was. Volk did say after the fight that he could he does think that he's still going to come back this year. Okay. So, but would it right. be that fast? I don't know. It's October, so because it, scope means they're going to they're going to go in and look around. Yeah. If they find something that they need to do something with, who knows? Yeah. The problem with lightweight though, right? And, and he could be out, right? So yeah. And, and exactly. And you never know who that's going to open up for in and lightweight. Might end up with another interim featherweight champ, depending on what happens. Yeah. Enter Max Holloway. Oh. Max Holloway, Ilya Tapuria. Then you got to do it again if Max wins. You got to. Uh, I know. That, you got to. That, that would be crazy. Uh, all right. Uh, Yair, great fight. Uh, excuse me. Great, uh, great fighter. Yeah. Uh, cool belt. You see that belt he's oh, carrying around? that belt was amazing, man. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, uh, some artists in Mexico made a uh, custom UFC belt for Yair. And first off, it's beautiful. Secondly, he didn't make it for himself, so don't go out there being stupid like, oh, you're not even real champion, you're a special belt. He didn't make it. It was given to him. But thirdly, why didn't they do it for Moreno, who yeah. was a full-on actual champ? That's weird. Yeah. And is Grosso going to have one when she, when she pulls out on, uh, on September 16th? You say pulls out. 
when she pulls it out, right? When she comes out there to fight. Oh, okay. But you meant like pulls out of the fight. I'm like, dude. Oh no, no, not rudeness. Not. No more. Uh, more is she gonna have it when she when she rolls out? I would okay. hope so. Yeah. But what I also hope is that this leads to champs doing more custom belts for themselves. Like someone who really deserves a custom belt, Volkanovski. Dude, imagine a uh, red, white, and blue Australian colored uh, belt. I, I get That'd it. Be pretty cool. I get it, Eddie. It's it's very Brahmable belt. It's very smoking skull edge, belt. Sco- smoking skull belt. We're we're now getting to. Uh, to, you know, Can we make a spinner plate? 90s uh, WWE. <laughs> no, I, I, I do like uh, championship belts. I think they're cool if the, well, good designs. I can't wait for you to get the uh, the Yair Rodriguez belt buckle belt. Well, the problem is the, the middle plate is just the regular yeah. plate. I already have that one. By the way, did you see people now pushing for uh, the idea of a, of a silver a silver interim title? We've been talking yes. about that for years. Isn't that great? I love it. I love the idea. Also, the, the extra merch that they would sell because yep. it's beautiful. Yep. It looks better than the gold. I agree. All right, let's talk the co-main event. You got Alexandre Pantoja. Oh my God. He makes it 3-0 and against Brandon Moreno. Split decision. Eddie, did we just see the fight of the year? Had to. So far, easy. Yeah. I don't know what's going to beat it. Well, we got a BMF fight coming up pretty soon, so yeah. that's possible. Is this the best flyweight title fight ever? Definitely. It was awesome. Definitely. Although... I don't mean to like crap on anyone's parade, but by about the third round, I was just thinking, DJ could beat both of these guys. Right now, Demetrius Johnson would beat both of them. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but it was a great fight nonetheless. And I had Pantoja winning. Yeah. But, but after the first round, once Moreno survived the onslaught and came back, I thought he was going to take it. Because Pantoja was, he was breathing hard. He was moving a little slower. You know, you could see Moreno really feeling it, you know? Pantoja looked like he was throwing everything he had into every single shot. So I thought he was going to gas out. Exactly. And But what happened was he smashed the crap out of Moreno's nose. So what Moreno was able to pull out was amazing, given the fact that, you know, he couldn't breathe. So if he had been able to breathe, I think he would have won this fight. It was so close. But because, you know, his nose was like literally flat. Like... That's got to be affecting him. Even more than the blood in Pantoja's eyes was affecting him. You see, when he, had, uh, when he was on Moreno's back. Yeah. But Moreno was on his stomach. It was a great fight, He's right? Really fighting and, with his eyes and it was back and forth, back and forth. Uh, two of the scorecards had it, you know, one, three, and five for Pantoja. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other scorecard, not a great scorecard, right? Four, it was like yeah, four, four to one, one yeah. Moreno. That's not right. Uh, but well, regardless, it's, it depends on what because the, they're not supposed to count wrestling as much if nothing happens. And there was a lot of wrestling time yeah, when but, nothing happened. But even when like in the corner you hear um, yeah, Moreno's team, mm-hmm. uh, hey, you lost that round. Yeah. You lost that round. I yeah. mean, they know. But I under, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying I understand that judge because as I was telling my friends while all was happening, if nothing happens in the wrestling, it doesn't really count. Yeah. So you, you take down, but it doesn't give you points. It was a great fight. It was uh, both guys are warriors, obviously. Well, yeah. A lot of heart for both both guys. Uh, but it was great to see him, and I'm happy for Pantoja to see him in the cage after the fight with his family to talk about his dad. Right, that said, hey, his single mom raised him, and uh, dad, are you are you proud of me now? Yeah, I couldn't hear any of that. That's David uh, Busters, but that's unfortunate. You don't want to hear that's that kind of stuff, and that yeah. that is that is tough to think about what that that that. Young Pantoja went through yeah. to get there. Turns out I'm glad I couldn't hear a lot of the interviews, but we'll get to that in a second. Oh my gosh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that a bit. Eddie, I picked Pantoja to be the champion at the end of the year. <sighs> and I think I'm going to get it. And not because, uh, you know, I just don't think that either of these guys is going to fight again this year. 
They shouldn't. Like, Brandon Moreno should not fight this year. No. Pantoja probably shouldn't fight this year either. Brandon Get Moreno this may never months. be the same again. Because you saw how long it took uh, yeah. Roy McDonald after yeah. his broken nose. Pantoja, yeah. Give these guys six months. He's going to need it. So, but what do you do, right? So, Brandon Royval was the backup fighter going into it. He just defeated Mateus Nicolau. He's ranked sixth in the division. But the problem is, is that Pantoja beat Royval back in 2021. Uh, so, so not too long ago, you got Amir Albazi, who just had a win over Kaikar France. I think he's ranked uh, two in the division. So, there, mm, there's, that makes it easy. There's different options that are out there. Figueredo, we still don't know what's going on with him. Yeah. What do you do? He might want to jump back in the flyweight, considering that now that there's a new champion. Yeah. But also, he's getting older and it's hard cut weight. But uh, obviously, number two is there, sitting right there. Or do uh, you wait and just run it back with Moreno for a quadrilogy? Well, the answer. As with everything UFC, it's going to be, it depends on the schedule. Yeah. Dana needs a belt at the top of a card. He will go to the flyweight. Uh, he, and that, that's incorrect. He will not go to the flyweight at the top of the card. If he needs a co-main event, then yes, he'll go to the flyweights. If he needs a co-main event behind the light heavyweight champion. Yeah. <laughs> or another champion, right? Yeah. Maybe uh, there's a women's championship fight yeah. paired with the flyweight. That would be interesting. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it depends on the schedule. Yeah. If there's a UFC on ABC coming up in the fall... Could no, be. that that's the probably not this year. I don't know if it happens this year. But they just had one. Yeah, but I don't so, know. If, I don't know if Pantoja. Oh yeah, yeah is yeah. making a, is making a comeback that quick. Yeah, that was a rough fight, man. That, that might that be brutal. another silver belt. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, all right, we we got to get into it. We were both wrong, Eddie. We both oh, picked man. Robert Whitaker to defeat Drickus Duplessis. We thought that like he was going to walk through him. That we hadn't seen enough from Drickus Duplessis in the past that would make mm-hmm. us think like besides the champion is he at Israel Adesanya. We have talked about Robert Whitaker as really being like the standard bear yes. at 185 pounds. That this is what good looks like. That if you if, if there's a 1A, there's a 1B, and, and 1B's name is Robert Whitaker. Yeah, and like despite two other people holding the belt, Robert Whitaker has always been there. That's like the middleweight standard bear. So it was surprising, and, right? And now, it was surprising to see him lose, lose the way that he did, yeah. and to just get dominated by... Uh, we're, we're going with DDP. Yeah. I like it. And it's good that there's a change at the top because... These people that do the rankings, despite people losing and things happening, they never changed number one. And now they have to. And let me tell you, I didn't realize DDP hit that hard. Golly. He dropped him with a jab. I mean, you look now. DDP, he's got wins over Robert Whitaker, Derek Brunson, Darren Till, Brad Tavares, Trevin Giles, Marcus Perez, and then uh, that was that's, that's his time in the UFC. That's pretty undeniable. Since he lost to Robert Soldick, that was over in KSW back in 2018. Okay. He had a win over him, then, then he lost to him. Uh, but, I mean, pretty good wins, and, and obviously has earned his shot now yeah. to fight Israel Asanya. Unlike the welterweight division, this guy actually earned his shot. So let's talk. Yeah, that's shot of Colby. So Israel Asanya, he's brought into the cage for a face-off. What does his shirt mean? He is not your bank? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that means. My buddy, a uh, buddy of mine, let me say, I'm not going to, took a gummy. And Sunday, Sunday afternoon, you're still trying to figure out what he is not your bank man. I, like, I completely forgot about it. I think we are not sure. I mean, I, is no he out there? No is he's out there in the interview uh, talking about 36 and me and 26 and me? <laughs> never gets to 23 and me. Never gets the actual real name of what the, uh, the service is called. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Izzy jumping into the cage? I'm, I'm sure you've seen it. Now, you said you couldn't hear there, but now that you've gone back and you've, I'm sure you've seen and heard what he said, yeah. what do you think about uh, this? This is not going to be a fun build-up to the fight. <sighs> you know, I've never been that big an Izzy fan, 
Mostly because of the yapping. Yeah. So this just reinforces that. Um, I'm not surprised by any of it. Um, I'm just glad they were able to keep their hands off of each other. And this, yeah, you're right. This is going to be a crap buildup. It's not going to be I fun. mean, the, the internet trolls are going to love it. But I'm too old and uh, get off my lawnish. You are get off your lawnish, uh, yeah. To care about it. I'm like, I'll wait for the fight, which I think DDP Nine did. weeks. Nine weeks away. And he looks fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's fine. Although he, he does get hit too much, I think. If Robert Whitaker was able to hit him a lot. So let's think. I mean, but, we obviously doubted his ability against Robert Whitaker. Yeah. Well, it wasn't his ability. We didn't realize... The power. Are we going to disrespect him again? Not disrespecting the power, that's for sure. Are we going to disrespect him against Izzy? Does he have any chance to beat Israel? Oh, yeah. Okay. And we've seen Izzy get knocked cold, man. Yeah. And it looks like DDP's got that kind of power. But, like I said, he gets hit. Despite as much as he was covering up, and he was covering up a lot. Good defense, but yeah. he still got hit a lot. Right, yeah. And, yeah, Izzy could take advantage of that. Well, well, actually, Sean, Sean Strickland, kicks. you're out. So. Yeah, sorry, bud. Maybe you just fight someone else and then get right back in there. Uh, be the backup. Yeah, you could be. All right, let's talk. Let's go quickly. We got Dan Hooker defeating Jalen Turner. That was a fun fight. Man, he had the Ric Flair hair going on. He did have the Ric Flair hair. And did you see that that face kick that he took in the second round that he just ate and just yeah. kept coming back through? Yeah. These guys got to throw these kicks with a little more intention and follow through instead of throwing it like a slap. You got to follow all the way through, man. Yeah. A split decision win. Good for Dan Hooker. You, you wonder, like... I mean, Turner was a good prospect, and, yeah. and he's definitely going to have to take a, a step back and, and kind of rework that. You know, I don't think he has to work on much. He did a great job. Dan Hooker just has a head like a cinder block. Yeah. You know, and after a while of beating on the cinder block, you're going to get tired. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's speaking of prospects, Bo Nickel, 38 seconds, Dude. defeats uh, Val Woodburn. Now, Val Woodburn's not great. Not, not, I mean, he was the biggest favorite on the card mm-hmm. when that fight got changed, and so... Uh, obviously, he was expected to win. He was expected to win with ease. But not like that. But to see him do it on the feet. Yeah. Standing up and, and striking to finish him was impressive. And he's kind of got to do it the, uh, the Khabib way where everyone's so worried about your wrestling that their guard is down a little bit. And they're not expecting hands like that. And, hey, you can, you can go in the Hall of Fame like that. Yeah, I mean, so he, if, this, if this stand-up keeps improving like that, dude, the sky's the limit. He's now 5-0. and on uh in in mma mm-hmm. and is it bad that i kind of want to rush him i yes. want to push him along faster than than i think they're going to it is bad and they but they might push him along this fast. i want to see especially him after this knockout i want to see him fight guys right at the end of the top 15 the thing is he probably wants to let us do it i mean so they'll probably be asking for that he's only he, i mean he's 27 years old so he's not like he's going to get like the john jones record or right. anything of like being the youngest champion. I didn't realize he was that old. But I mean, yeah, but when you go to school for, you know, when you, you do the Olympics and everything else, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, a, he's an old man, almost like us, Eddie. Uh, so that was great. Uh, and then how about Robbie Lawler? Finishing his career, walk off KO. I actually did get a text from somebody and be like, did Nico Price just take a dive? No. I mean, he, his head, he did dive into the canvas. I mean, the way that, and I had to watch it a couple times, like the way that he got hit, the uppercut. And I couldn't realize like the temple shot that really yeah. put him out. Yeah. And then the way he fell down, I was like, "Oh man, they're they're they just paid uh, Nico Price to uh, to give Robbie Lawler the, the send off that everyone wanted." Well, let me tell you, when you take a dive, you don't do it like that. Yeah, no, that, that would have been so, yeah, it's a face plant. After being able to see a bunch of replays, you saw where he got hit. But when I first saw it, someone had texted me like, that was a really weird fall that he had. Uh, but great finish for yeah, Robbie Lawler. Yeah, that's great how you way fall when you're unconscious. Great way for the UFC to have that already ready. It was. What a, what a wonderful like now having setup. that highlight reel ready. Doesn't help the conspiracy theorists 
Sure. <laughs> but they were going to play that either way. Yeah. Because we knew this was last Maybe week. just not in front of him. Right? They would have just played it at the end. Yeah. Not with him when he's out on a stretcher on his way out. So, <laughs> uh, great. Congratulations. Great career for Robbie Lawler. Man. Uh, a couple other ones. Denise Gomes, Alonzo Menafield, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus Santos Aguilar. Those were, some, uh, those were some fun wins, man. Those, it, was, it was a fun night of fights. It was. I got to go back and watch some of the early prelims yeah. because that's when we were dealing with the, uh, the random food on the floor in my hotel room. But, yeah, this was yeah fight card of the year. You'll be it's proud be of hard nobody. To beat this one. I watched every single fight on this card. What? Every single fight. You must have been home alone. I was home alone. <laughs> yes. So. Was the dog calm? You just sitting there All in your good. lap? He's just, just chilling. So, yeah. uh, Eddie... UFC 290, great fight card. G- gonna give really good competition for fight of the year. Uh, and just the good, exciting thing is, is we have six more months. So there's a lot yeah. more options to have some, and we have some great fights lined up. And we'll talk about those in new fights. Yeah, let's get after it. Coming up next. All right, guys, you're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. We will be right back. It's What's Up With That. Woke up this morning and I got out of bed. Had a big old cup of coffee to clear my head. Been home for a while and that's where I'm at. But we can still jam on What's Up With That. Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? Ooh-wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up? Without you, yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo! Where? Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn and hornfm.com. I'm Eddie. That's Jordan. If you need to know how to find us, rewind back to segment one. And man, I miss SNL. But this is time of year we wouldn't have it anyway. Did you know that James Austin Johnson was here in town this week? Again, what? He did a show with Andrew Dismukes. On uh, on Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Andrew Dismukes is, is from there a here, Vulcan? Right? Is that a place? The Vulcan Gas Company? Yes. Yeah. That's where they were. Oh. So. I had no clue. Yeah. yeah. I had kind of zoned out on this weekend, considering I knew I'd be out of town. also missed my buddy Juan's 50th birthday party. So, uh, happy birthday, Juan. Sorry I missed it. He was born on the 4th of July. Very exciting. Yeah. He is once in a lifetime. And you were... He uh, is Juan in a million. You were in Quero, looking at the new Quero. On 4th of July, yeah. Yeah. But this weekend, for the party, I was in Port A. Okay. So, yeah, sorry. Um, but let's get into the news, Jordan. Connor says he is definitely coming back in December. What's up with that? So, I don't know if he says he's definitely coming back. It was a tweet and delete scenario for Connor. A fan <laughs> asked him, When are you coming back? And he said, December. Uh, and so, Dana Sounds actually, definite. Dana said he's, he did an interview this week with TSN, with Aaron Bronstetter, and uh, he was asked about Connor. Dana said that he was still confident that the fight against Chandler would happen. And I actually want to read this quote. He says, we'll see how that plays out. They're saying that now, but we don't know. We don't. Who knows? I don't talk about stuff until stuff. And by the way, I'm going to change the expletives. Yes. I will. I will change them. So I don't talk about stuff until stuff happens to sit here and think hypothetically how a million different things could go. Could happen. No idea. The Connor thing. Who the heck knows how that's going to play out? Who cares what USADA says? We'll see what happens when it happens, so I don't know. Uh, so he said the quiet part out loud. As you could imagine, Eddie, mm-hmm. people ran with that when he says, who cares what USADA says? Oh, I posted it on our stories at Fight Night ATX on Instagram. You I did know. do that. Yeah. Uh, so Dana did not like that. 
He got very upset at people how the media handled that very real quote. How dare you quote that what I he said, said back to me. And addressed it after the fight on Saturday. <laughs> uh, and so this is what he said. He said, listen, I'm glad you brought this up. You know, there's a lot of business that needs to be handled before we talk about this. And I was doing an interview on Friday and a bunch of scumbags, Eddie, wrote stories that I said, screw USADA. I don't care what USADA says. Let's see. Who cares? He said, who cares? He didn't say, I don't care. He said, who cares? Uh, who cares? I, I don't care what USADA says. It's not even remotely close to what I said. That's pretty close. So first of all, I'd like to say, screw you to everybody that wrote that story. Number one. And number two, screw you for anybody who posted that on Fight Night ATX on Instagram. <laughs> so that might be at you. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that has to go on before he fights. My point was no matter who's talking about it, whether it's USADA or whoever this and that, it's not even worth talking about right now. Everybody wants to keep bringing it up so that pieces of crap can write stories like that. Never did I say, I don't care what USADA thinks <laughs> or disrespecting USADA or anything like that. It doesn't matter what anybody says. I don't know how this whole thing's going to play out. Let's wait and see. First off, why would USADA say anything about someone that's not in the pool? So it's not like USADA is talking about it. So you can't say who cares what USADA says like they're talking about it. They're not talking about it. The only thing they would have to say is whether or not he's in the pool and how his testing is going. So line number one. Jeff Davinsky probably got mad. Probably said, Dana, hey, we can't say that. Yeah. We can do that. We just can't say it. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's voluntary. UFC it's, doesn't it's have to sign company. up for USADA. Yeah. Um, number two. Man. It's just, he says hypothetically there are a million different ways. Who knows what's going to happen? We don't think about this stuff. It's your job to think about this stuff. You're supposed to be planning for this. You should know what's going to happen if A and B happens. You should have a C plan. You should have a D plan. You can't just say like, oh, Connor's going to fight Chandler in December. You know, Hypothetically, what's going to happen? You sh- you're supposed to have a, B- a plan B and a plan C and a plan D. You know what he does have a plan A, B, and C for? What's that? Power slap. <laughs> yeah. he, he knows those. Yeah. Plan A, right hand. Plan B, left hand. Or is plan B outlawed with uh, his circles? I don't know. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, dude, it's how dare you ask me questions about what I said and quote back to me my own words. Come on, man. And people will run with it like, like he's completely right. He's not. It's obvious. And it's, it's, I'm tired of talking about it. Let's talk about some good news that's probably going to piss Dana off even more. Uh, there are reports now that Francis Ngannou versus Tyson Fury should be announced soon. What's up with that? Yeah, so there's a ton of rumors going around about the Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou From fight. From actual good reporters. Yeah. Fury's, uh, his UK promoter, Frank Warren, actually came out and said that his next opponent will not be Alexander Usyk. Which and is upsetting. And then we saw last week but... that Anthony Joshua is going to face Dillian White in a rematch on August 12th. Mm-hmm. So now we know that there's no Anthony Joshua, there's no Dillian White, there's no Alexander Usyk. So who does that leave? Now, maybe, you know, Andy Ruiz, Deontay Wilder, you know, other that people. Kind of, that kind of frees up two people for Ngannou to fight. So Wilder or Fury. But who is available is Francis Ngannou. Mm-hmm. And so Eddie Hearn, who is not his promoter, but he said that he had heard that that fight is next. And then MMA reporter Errol Hawani came out and said, hey, he tweeted that the announcement should be made very soon. It does, though, sound like it's going to be an exhibition fight. No knockdowns. I don't know if I love that. I mean, there will be not. There could be knockdowns. I hope so. Yeah. It's not like they're going to be uh, punching at half speed, half power. I mean, they could do the Floyd route and just punch at half power. I mean, they, a if they want to, they could. 
But these are two huge guys trying to prove they're the baddest MFR on the planet. But, I mean, can you really prove you're the baddest in an exhibition? If you knock the guy out, yes. That won't happen. If he can't answer the 10 count, yes. That won't happen. I mean, it's possible. And then he loses by disqualification because there's no knockdowns. And so, by default, baddest man on the planet. No one cares. He gets paid. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if it is, I mean, how do you say no knockdowns? It's a fight. Someone's going to get knocked down, possibly. Now, if you say no knockouts, maybe. But if you get knocked out, you just get knocked out. What the hell? And then you get up again. You're never going to keep me down. But the great part is all the internet trolls and everyone who was saying, oh, Francis is fumbling the bag, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, it hasn't been like six, eight months. You got to wait for these things. Things don't just pop out of nowhere. And we see things are moving and progressing. First, the PFL announcement. Now, this possibly coming up. Uh, also, this is freaking huge for fighters who want to get out, of, out from under the UFC's thumb to prove that this stuff can be done, not just with Dana's blessing. So if Connor's not the only person to be able to do something like this, it's huge for all MMA fighters to show that there are possibilities outside the UFC. So that's great. Now, back inside the UFC, the Hall of Fame ceremony took place over the weekend uh, with someone noticeable missing. Yeah, so Anderson Silva was missing from his own Hall of Fame induction. He sent his son, Khalil, to represent him. So uh, his son that son said that he was absent due to scheduling issues, but he did put out a video uh, on, his, uh, on his Instagram thanking people in Portuguese. Uh, maybe that, uh, that scheduling issue is the fact that he's setting up a union with uh, Jake Paul. Because of that loss. Remember Jake Paul beat Anderson Silva? Remember mm. that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe because it was on the anniversary of, uh, of Anderson Silva getting knocked out by Chris Weidman, which made Eddie cry and have a hatred for Chris Weidman. You never responded to my tweet about that. Yeah, I don't do trolls. You know this about me. Uh, also, I, I told you a long time ago, he deserved to lose that fight. Eddie, I'm not sure. How do you miss your own Hall of Fame induction? That's questionable. I don't know. Um, he did not leave the UFC on the best of terms. So maybe he's still holding some grudges or but something. But isn't this like the olive branch to like, hey, we want to put you in the Hall of Fame? That doesn't mean he have to, has to accept it. Yeah, but let's be the bigger man, Anderson Silva. He doesn't have to do anything. Well, He's a spider. Yes, that's true. Now, I hope he stops getting punched in the head. Be the bigger spider. For a living. But, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, also noticeable, uh, noted, uh, John Jones did not get arrested. Yes, he was in Vegas. Yeah. And so that went off, I'm going to say without a hitch, as of right now. Let's, we'll find out. We'll see what the reports say. Yeah, yeah. So we'll kind of see how that goes. Now, you were supposed to be. You said you were gonna, but you're not regularly watching The Ultimate Fighter this season, Jordan. But did you catch uh, the uh, pie face Connor gave to Michael Chandler? I did. I did see that. So they were hyping it up Rude. as this, this big moment, right? Uh, but Connor McGregor, who's now 0-6 as a coach on The Ultimate Fighter, uh, it was his teammate, Lee Hammond, who got submitted by, uh, by Kurt Hollibaugh on um, Team Chandler. Would that be his uh, student or his, uh, his athlete? Because it's his team. Yes, but he's his, the head coach. It's his SBG teammate. Oh, it's his SBG teammate. Yes, his okay. teammate in Ireland. Okay. And so uh, Chandler went after McGregor for not showing up with the guys, just kind of talking crap. Uh-huh. Connor goes back and uh, pie faces him. And then starts, to, or actually before that, talks about Bellator and like mocking him how he's never had a title fight. And uh, Connor was mad that it wasn't a, a five-round fight because that's what we do. we do. Or no, it wasn't a three-round fight because the fight was over after two rounds, right? And they don't do that third round if you don't mm-hmm. need to. And, and then so uh, Connor gets in, in Chandler's face, shoves him. Dana, obviously, running around, jumps in there. Uh, nothing really happens. And uh, these guys have been talking about it this week and going back and forth about it. 
I don't think I actually don't think McGregor's ever gonna fight Chandler. I think he may have hit the old guy in the pub harder than he hit Chandler. Yeah. Also, Connor's head is huge. Nose is huge. Neck is huge. Yeah, you try to tell me he's not on something. I am not going to believe it for a second. Well, you know, the good news is, is, is he's going to get a USADA exemption, so we're good. Yeah, who cares what USADA says? Dana doesn't. Yeah, I said it, Dana. Come at me, bro. <laughs> we'll be able to fight me soon. Uh, now, Jordan, uh, lastly, real quick, did you see that uh, John and Izzy seem to have squashed the beef, and Izzy has replaced that beef? DDP. Yes. Now, so Izzy put out a video of him and John Jones over the weekend. They were at an event. They were hanging out together. Uh, he wrote the caption, the beef is squashed. And then he put out a tweet like a couple minutes later that said, and then this happened. And it was a picture of them like grappling. Mm-hmm. So like looking like they got in a fight. Uh, but they were just, uh, they're playing around, Eddie. They're having fun. Yeah. And it looks like uh, John Jones and, uh, and Israel Adesanya have moved past their differences. It really felt like that, like, if you can change, then I can change moment from Rocky IV, mm-hmm. right? Uh, maybe we get Izzy out there to help broker the peace between Daniel Cormier and uh, John Jones. I'm thinking Izzy saw that John Jones is uh, freaking huge now. He's like, you know what? Never mind. I'm moving on. All right, well, speaking of John Jones, let me give you some new fights. Eddie, it was announced UFC 295, Madison Square Finally. Garden, John Jones versus Stipe Miocic. Main event. Is that November or December? November. Pretty exciting. Yes. Uh, also, you got uh, Marlon Vera is now going to fight Pedro Munoz. He's stepping in against Henry Ooh, Cejudo, that's so that's going to be fun. Eddie, that's new fights. That's what's up with that. Guys, you're listening to Fight Night right here on 104.9 The Horn. Hornfm.com. We will be right back. Until next time. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Fight Night on 104.9 The Horn, hornfm.com. That's Eddie. I'm Jordan. You can follow us both at Fight Night ATX on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Eddie, I am going to be in Las Vegas this weekend, and I've got a confession to make. They're going to put your face on the sphere? I, I wish they were. I'm not going to a fight. Holly Holm versus Maria Buena Silva. He's just not moving me Come on, to man. get me to go to a fight. You don't want to see Chelsea Handler fight? Uh, it's not, it's not Chelsea Handler. It's Chelsea Chandler, Eddie. Uh, but let's play a quick little game. Over under, Eddie, how many nicknames of fighters on this card do you actually know? Can you What's name the... one? Yes. Is it? Can you name two? And what's that one that you can name? The Preacher's Daughter, The Holly Preacher's Holm. Daughter is correct. That, that, is that one kind of hits home. Yes. As a PK myself. As a Preacher's Daughter yourself. Uh, all right. Can you name Maria Buena Silva's, who she's fighting? Can you name her? Uh, her nickname is Bueno. No, it's She Tara. She Tara. Don't not, know what that not means. Not She Terror. I don't know. Not Aya Terror. How about Albert Durave? Can you know, do you know his? He's fighting Park Jun Young. Albert the Terrible. He is actually Machete. Albert Machete Duryev. How about one. Jun Young Park? No. He's the Iron Turtle, Eddie. <laughs> uh, the Iron Turtle. That sounds like a jiu-jitsu move. Can you name Walt Harris's? Walt Harris, he's fighting Josh Parisian. See, this one bugs me because I should know. He's the big ticket. Yes, I should, yes. I should Josh know Josh Parisian does not have one. Uh, how about uh, Norma Dumont? Do you know hers? Not a, not a The clue. Immortal. Don't know why that's really true. 
Uh, Chelsea Chandler is don't call me Chelsea Handler. Uh, I don't know if she actually has one. Ottman is uh, the bulldozer. Terrence McKinney is, come on. Texas Finest. T-Rex. Oh, yeah. T-Rex. So what about? Uh, that's it. I, I don't know anymore. Ashley Evans Smith. She doesn't have a nickname. Ooh, Ashley Evans Smith is the Rebel Girl. Eddie. Tyson Nam. You're making you're making this tough right here. Uh, so what a fun card. Eileen here. Perez. Come on. Uh, there's a I, you don't know any of these ones. So this is a, a pretty fun fight card for uh, for Holly Holm to watch her. But yeah. that's where it gets pretty thin. I mean, Walt Harris versus Josh Parisian should be a co-main event. Yeah, I don't think it is, but it should be. Some you got some big heavyweights there slinging and banging, but you and, know. And just, by the way, Holly Holm versus Maria Buena Silva is a bantamweight fight. Yeah, so this all right, it's kind of a come down card after the yeah, pay-per-view. definitely. Let's talk boxing real quick, Eddie. July fifteenth, Las Vegas on Showtime. Nonito Donaire versus Alexandro Santiago for the vacant WBC bantamweight title. That's a pretty good one. And same night over on the zone in Detroit, Alicia Bumgarner defends her undisputed. Junior lightweight crown against Christina Leonardetto. There we go. All right, guys. Stay tuned. Sports guys talking wrestling. Stu Myrick, Justin Simmons, Wednesday Warfare coming at you a little bit longer. We are proud to be the MMA Show of Texas. Tell your friends. Follow us at Fight90TX on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Keep safe. Be nice to each other. Stay positive and love your life. And if we ever didn't thank you, let us do it now. Happy trails to you till we meet again.